Low Elo is made possible by fans just like you and by our sponsor, Audible. After the show, visit audiblepodcast.com slash lowelo and download your free audiobook. You're listening to the only League of Legends podcast that can easily kill everyone. You're listening to Low Elo. American Finals, TSM overcomes third place Vulcan to take second place to the undefeated Cloud9 and represent North America in the World Finals. This is episode 85 of Lolo. I'm your host, Jeff Wyckoff, a.k.a. Eat Gamer. And with me, as always, is Compi386, a.k.a. Dave Quarles. Well, How I'm you doing, sh- Dave? I'm sure in 1985 they sell uranium on the street corner. I, I can't think of... Yeah, 85. Uh, Back to the Future, man. Mm. It might have been plutonium, not uranium, but still. Right, right. You, you, I can't think of the number 85 without thinking 1985 and therefore Back to the Future. Back to the Future, right. Man, what an iconic series. Like, you, you know they closed that ride at Universal. No way! Yeah, I remember going, I when I was a kid, my parents took me to Disney and we did the whole Orlando yeah, thing. Yeah. And I remember waiting in line for two hours to ride the Back to the Future ride. They, they took it up. They took it down. Man. You know, like, that's a series... That could totally, like, in 10 years, is going to make for an awesome reboot. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Zac when they re- Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> Marty when, McFly. Right. When they reboot that series, it's going to be awesome. So. <laughs> uh, also with us is Christian Feltz, a.k.a. All Your Base 123. Yo, what's up? That was far more brief. <laughs> Well, (laughs) this week, Vulcan, TSM, and Cloud9 will be representing North America in the World Finals. The League of uh, Legends, the League of Legends gets an undo button, and we cover Nocturne. But first, this weekend was PAX, home of the North American Regional Finals. But more importantly, I was there. And I was there. And so was Christian. <laughs> yeah. So that's why when you turn turn tuned on into the streams for PAX, it had, you know, hey, Jeff and Christian are here. <laughs> yes, Jeff and they Christian. They had like show. a million people watching concurrently. It was crazy. Yeah, no, it was nuts. Should have tuned in and seen that stream. That didn't really happen. So how was it? I want you to tell me all the wonderful things you guys did so I can feel jealous and terrible. I hate right. PAX. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, uh, you know, like last last year, we got the perspective from me, who actually went there as as uh, 
just someone to enjoy the convention. But let's get it from an, uh, someone who had to work at the NVIDIA booth. <laughs> okay, now first, I, I actually didn't do much working at the NVIDIA booth because uh, they had me running around taking photos and staging stuff online and, you know, meeting community managers and everything. Like, honestly, working at the booth would have been a breath of fresh air because... You get to, you know, you stand there, sit there, you play video games if nothing else is happening, and then you just talk to people about video games all day, right? For a lot of people, that's probably what they already do, or at least wish they were doing. (laughs) But when you're legitimately working and problem-solving the entire time, and, like, getting sudden phone calls that are like, okay, now you need to go all the way to the other side of the convention center everyone's in your way (laughs) yes yes and that's the thing is like you know you see these packed hallways at pax and tons of people moving everywhere and you're like oh man there's all these people and look at all the cosplayers and you know you see the people taking pictures of cosplay it got to the point it was like the end of the first day where i was getting annoyed every time i had to stop because people were taking pictures of cosplayers Cause I'm like sitting there looking at my wa- or well, looking at my phone's clock and like, um, come on, get out of my way. I need to be back at my hotel room in four minutes to make a conference call. Give me a break. <laughs> no, from, from the perspective of someone working that show, it was miserable. Well, you know what, Jeff? <laughs> you better watch out cause you're just going to end up like the Grinch. I am. I am. <laughs> and, uh, and you know what? He saved Christmas in the end, didn't he? Yeah, well. I mean, then... he ruined it first, but, like, <laughs> then he saved it, and that, that made it okay. Like, it was all take-backsies, so. Yeah, undid it. <laughs> he undid it. You know, it had, its, it had its bright points. It definitely had its bright points. For one, uh, our buddy Garrett that we talked about all the time on the show, I got to meet him. He's a resident of Seattle. We had a nice dinner and, you know, caught up and it was, it's, it's kind of awkward when you're talking to somebody that you've met. I mean, I don't need, I'm explaining this to the listeners because all of us now know this feeling. It's like no, someone that you've known for years, but never actually met in person. So you're doing the whole introduction thing, but like you it's already like, know I each already other. know you. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, you know, then, then when you finally take off, it's like, it's weird because you're saying goodbye, but at the same time, you're just going to be talking to them like you always have in like less than 24 hours. <laughs> yeah. So it's not even like goodbye. It's like, okay, peace out, dude. It's, it's, it's weird. And then that you leads can't me say to see you later. Yeah. But right. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then that leads me to Christian and I, we actually mm-hmm. got to meet up briefly and, uh, you got me a badass, uh, poster. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm still confused by it, but oh well, you definitely need to tweet it because <laughs> otherwise, no one is going to get. I I, I want to say no one's going to get the context, but even Jeff doesn't get the context. It's yeah, just it's, you just need to show it off. Yeah, I need to show it off right now. I need to find a place to flatten it first. Otherwise, it's going to be really tough to take a picture of. But th- to give people an idea, it this one poster has. Rainbow Dash, Neon Cat, uh, the, uh, Lady, uh, Lady Rainicorn from, uh, Adventure Time, Pokemon, Katamari, um, what else did it have? It has the, uh, Lynx in it. The, right? the, the, the Four Swords Lynx? Yeah, the Four Swords yep. Lynx. 
and a kitten all in the same picture. Oh, and and a robot unicorn all in the same picture. And, and on the very bottom, it's, there's a caption that just says, what does it mean? Yeah, what does it mean? <laughs> it's like, oh my god, I have no idea what's going on with this. Pretty intense. Awesome gift, by the way. You, mm-hmm. you had me pegged right there. But uh, I don't want to hog all of it here because, like, those were the standouts for me. As far as the show goes, like, I, I have a feeling if I were there not to work, it probably would have been great. But Oh, yeah. It was great. I, yeah, enjoyed, so, I enjoyed my time there. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Like, so let's let's get the perspective of somebody like the the average Joe, you know. Who... So yeah, I didn't work at Nvidia, and boy howdy, am I glad that. I... <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, no, Patch is just like overall great time. Um, so remember last year when I said that like the first thing you walk in to the convention center and there's that rice statue. Yeah. And instead of a rice statue, it was a big zig statue. Oh yes, yes, the zig oh, statue. Wow. That's cool. Yeah, yeah I. uh I think I have pictures of that because they had that at E3 too. And it was cool. Or no, not at E3. It was, uh, no, they had it at PAX East. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And they have, uh, one of the, the things that they hand out now, like, cause you know, they have like the oranges and all that. They hand out Ziggs bombs. <laughs> That's cool. And, uh, and, and cupcakes too. Like oh yeah. They, the little, the little cupcakes that Lou yeah. turns people into. Yeah, one of my yeah. coworkers has one of those. I don't. Unfortunately. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, I try to, when I was in on the stage for the League of Legends regionals, you know, they were tossing them out. I tried to get one, couldn't get one. Yeah. Real bummer. I think those are, those are pretty treasured. So. Like, speaking of being on this, like, in the room where the regionals were taking place, I'm surprised that I managed to even get in there once. All right. It, you know, Compi, take note. That's how you transition a topic right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hmm. Okay. It was packed. And like when I said it was packed last year, imagine this year, but like packed, but with like a gigantic line of people waiting outside wanting to get in. No, I, I saw that. And we're not talking a single file line. No, no. It's like 10 people wide. Yeah. Like with it's, lanes drawn on the floor. With I know they, 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 yeah, they drew like they had these like taped lines on the floor to like make sure people are within them, so that's just to, just to have like enough, just to have all the people within the zone to get and, and to be in line because other people had to be on the you know on the sides to get into like bathrooms and stuff. Yep, yep. And they had uh, fans running all down the line to you know deal with uh, make sure that nobody was sweating too much because mm-hmm. it, know, yeah, smell it becomes a problem it, it got it got really <laughs> there was so much body heat it got really warm in there really fast yeah, yeah. um although once you got inside uh i i noticed that it actually wasn't too terribly warm inside the theater where oh no no it was air conditioned in there oh yeah like they they had the air conditioning working overtime it was actually pretty nice and cool it was oh yeah comfortable but oh my gosh, they're staged this time around though. Yeah, they had bleachers this time. Yeah, well, yeah, they had they had bleachers, but I mean, like the presentation they had. Uh, so ev- like every booth that the players sat in, it had a video camera uh, on the front of the table, like on the front of their booth, 
that was showing the player's face the entire time. I know that's cool. and there's always this one maintenance guy like constantly adjusting the cameras yeah. for each person just to make sure because of course they're moving around a whole bunch. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah. Leaderboards on either side, and then like a gigantic like fifty foot big screen in the middle to you know display the action. Did they have a screen oh. just for the mini map? No. Oh. They, they they went they did away with that didn't they? They didn't have a screen for the mini map, but the one thing they did have on each side was um team scoreboards. Yeah, team scoreboards like not just team scoreboards but just like uh it would show you uh what when like dragon and baron would show up, like yeah. how many uh stuff like that. It was it was really good presentation. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it was it was very well done. I've I've got some pictures of it, but uh, I think most people should have seen what it looked like already at this point. But I'll, I'll I'll post them up. I'll make sure they get out to Twitter or something. Um, but yeah, it was they kind of outdid themselves. Oh yeah, uh, they especially looking back at their presentation last year. This is just so much bigger. Like the amount of growth in their presentation alone is incredible yeah it, it was i mean well even watching the stream you could tell that it was like it was like watching a legitimate sports broadcast the entire time oh, uh, yeah. oh I yeah like how they did the uh you know they had the two casters in the game and then they would go to the other two to like analyze at the end and mm-hmm. and then <laughs> i know a lot of people run ad blocker but i don't that's my principles. And I actually enjoyed seeing the American Express ads for the League <laughs> of Legends card in between, you know, the during the downtime. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there, there was a downtime in between games. It was, it was not that long. It was, a, it was a good time to give players a break to, you know, a, a calm down after the hype after every last game. Yeah. Uh, it, it had to be there. Give a little of an excuse for people to exit and new seats to open, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, overall, just an incredible presentation. Like they take over the top floor, the sixth floor of the convention center and just, you know, really go to town. Did they and, say and any it? numbers on like how many people could fit inside at least? Oh, I'm sure someone said that said it somewhere, but I don't know it. So something, uh, roughly. Let's go with a million. Yeah. Uh, a, get... a million people. <laughs> yes, a million. In Let's go the that. auditorium. Well, <laughs> you know, cause, cause it's, it's cool because, you know, the world's, it's going to be at the Staples Center. Mm-hmm. They sold out the frickin' Staples Center. Yeah, where the kings play. I mean, yeah. Like... <laughs> so it's like, anyway. <clears throat> now, now given their setup, because we went to the finals last year, um, their setup, it's really going to be that they take up like two thirds of the Staples Center. Yeah. Well, you can't. Have like, I'm sure behind. they're gonna. Yeah. Although so. I'm sure that there's a way they could do that. In fact, here's the way you do it. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Check this out. Check this out. So what you do is you have a red side and a blue side yeah. of the stage have the that's teams circular. Back to back. Yeah, back to back, or better yet, facing each other. <laughs> All right. All right facing each other and then like behind each team facing out towards the crowd so that they can't look behind them and see you know the screens 
is the you know big screen that presents all of the information to everybody and this whole thing underneath rotates and uh where where do the lions come in like, um I they're assume, the shoutcasters i assume the lions will jump through the burning hoops at some point <laughs> no 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 we train the lions to shoutcast okay Right. Or at least, like, you know, one lion to be, like, the color commentator. <laughs> and, and freak can do play-by-play. <laughs> I mean, either way, I think it's just a really, you know, good stage for them to set up. So, you know, they can have, like, the, I don't know, Beyonce halftime show. That's what they should definitely strive for. yeah did you uh what event was it that they ran where they had like crazy uh like they had that crazy asian uh halftime show was it the world series yeah it was the world series i don't know i don't watch the all-star game series it was it was sorry it was the uh the all-star game that they did in the summer with uh in china Hmm. are you sure it wasn't the olympics in china Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. So <laughs> um so at the North American Regionals, I think we should probably actually move on to like some what came of PAX. Yes. Um because unlike you guys, you didn't I watched, go. I watched all the games. <laughs> well, yeah, there's other stuff going on. So so Compi, what do you uh, I think you and I are in agreement, but what would you say is the most important news to come out of this like if you had to sum it up with three syllables what would it be tsm 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 they turned it on dude and last week when i said that the experienced more experienced teams would have like an edge i think that really came out tsm just turned it on they swept vulcan they swept uh, they CLG. swept uh, CLG, and then they swept Vulcan. Uh, yeah, and oh man, it was so exciting! It was so exciting to see TSM working on all cylinders because, and and they've always been that way. You know, that's why Jeff and I are are such big fans. It's like when they turn it on and when they're working the way that they we know we all know they can. It's really fun to watch. Yeah, like if there's if there's one team that when a LAN event happens should have like you know, fireworks go off when they enter the arena and they should all be wearing capes, it's TSM. Yeah. Because, like, that's that's their thing. We've And we've seen that here, is that, like, on the online stuff, they they get by. I mean, clearly they're one of the top teams in North America, making them one of the top teams in the world. Um, and even though a lot of people are saying that they've kind of lost their mojo with their performance in LCS, which wasn't nearly as bad as what a lot of people said, the fact is, is that when they show up on location, they put on a show. Yeah. Yeah, they do. And I think, I, I think the disappointment actually comes from TSM fans who, and I, I guess the closest equivalent I know being from Texas is like Cowboys fans. Mm-hmm. Cowboys fans expect the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl every year. <laughs> right. I mean. <laughs> Let's be honest. So, and we've gone a, a, a quite many years 
since winning the Super Bowls and all those in the 90s with Troy Aikman yeah. and them. So, you know, it's like if you don't go to the Super Bowl as a Cowboys, it's like, all right, which coach are we going to fire? We need to hire new people. <laughs> yeah. Like people aren't satisfied. That's that same thing with TSM. It's like everyone wants TSM to win to be the best. So if if they're not the best, which they weren't during the, the actual split, then it's kind of a letdown. Yeah. Yeah, we're. I mean, we we are used to them being the number one in North America, um, and and the thing is, is that you know what? Even if they aren't no- number one in North America, I just I like seeing them succeed. I think more than any other team, I enjoy seeing them succeed. So this, yeah. Well, I think it's it's a little bit of of hipster glasses. TSM has been there since the beginning of the game, mm-hmm. and it's a little bit of kind of the self made. You know, they were a pro team before that was really a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, all mm-hmm. these Cloud Nine and <laughs> watching them against Cloud Nine, it was, I kind of felt like TSM was Rocky and Cloud Nine was the <laughs> Russian guy. You know, the Russian guy like training in the state of the art facilities, like measuring his punching power and stuff. And Rocky's out like lifting like, like carts full of his friends <laughs> and like running yeah. up mountains. Right. So that's, right. that's, I get that feeling. I got that feeling. But, uh, anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, cause Cloud9, they have like their clean, they, they have uniforms. TSM doesn't have uniforms. Oh, yeah. They and, usually and all they, wear black. They usually right. all wear a TSM shirt, but it might be a different TSM shirt because there's more than one, <laughs> yeah. you know, and like Odd One's wearing a hoodie and Dyrus, like, has a pillow and which he didn't have the pillow, but that was, yeah. yeah. And then cloud nine's all is like blue shirt, white hoodie, you know, like white yeah. headphones with like the blue is. Yeah. Gunners on. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like they, they definitely have a groomed appearance compared to mm-hmm. TSM. Like uh, TSM, like they're, they're definitely the bad boys of yeah. league of legends and, and they always have been and they still you are. expect them to show up on a motorcycle. You know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, except, like, metaphorically speaking, because yes. I actually couldn't imagine any of them on a motorcycle. I don't know, Maybe the X special. One. The odd one could. Really? You think so? I I, I, I imagine him. No, he'd roll up in one of those, like, you know, military motorcycles that has the sidecar. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it would be Dyrus in it. <laughs> Yeah. And it'd be hilarious because Dyrus sitting in the sidecar would be just as tall as the odd one, like, you know, sitting actually on, on the, the motorcycle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so wait, Dyrus would be in the sidecar? Would his pillow be riding the motorcycle? No, no, no. He, he would have the pillow one. with him and the odd one would be riding the motorcycle. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and, and you know what, people? If it seems like we're giving a whole bunch of, uh, a whole bunch of fanfare to TSM coming in second place in North America, Realize that we all expected Cloud9 to take first. Yeah. I mean, that's not a story. You know, yeah. there were a lot of people were expecting TSM to like, at best, third. Oh man, if you were there. And that's it. Yeah. To be there in person and you could just, you could just sense the disappointment in the crowd when Cloud9 just swept them. They like they were holding in their TSM chance when they got kills. Yeah, but, yeah. Well, and uh, and I remember that when they went up against when or sorry when TSM went up against uh, Vulcan, like it wasn't. It was clear that they were the fan favorite. 
know, even though Vulcan had a imp- more impressive record in LCS uh, play, like when the when the announcers were like, "All right," and uh, so everyone from Vulcan that wants Vulcan to win, cheer, and you know, it was like, "Yeah,", yeah, yeah. and then. Okay, and now everyone who wants TSM to win, and it was just like a resounding, <laughs> echoing chant, TSM, TSM, like everywhere. Um, the fact is, Cloud9 may have won n- the North American LCS, but they, but they have, they have but- not won the hearts and uh, minds of North American. I, I want players. to make one caveat to that. Because I am a huge TSM fan, yet even I am kind of glad that Cloud9 is getting the bye. Like, yes. I think Cloud9 is our greatest hope of accomplishing yes. something at <laughs> they, Worlds. They still <laughs> represent our greatest hope. Like The realist in me acknowledges that. But you know what? I still want TSM to take it all. Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> so, Oh, man. Such good times, guys. Like, I feel like we've come all this way. We've come through LCS play and, you know, we've been more excited about it at certain times than others. And here we are. North American regionals are over and all of us are completely reinvigorated for the esports side of the game. Yeah. And it, I totally got re, that's the perfect word, reinvigorated. Cause like, I don't know. Maybe they need to change something. Like, make LCS shorter, but it just seemed like game after game after game. It's kind of like, kind of had the baseball effect on me. Yeah. Like, and too many, too many games, not enough investment. Like, I'll follow it. You know, I'll, I, I like look up and see who won, but I don't, I didn't watch all the games like right. I did when it first came out. And I, but think, in a way, don't you think that that's like a good thing? Like, in the long term, wouldn't you like to see the uh, eSport at a point? Where you like, there's so many games being played that the only ones you watch are the ones for your team. That's true. TSM I mean, that's... could come out with their own uh, cable network channel. Well, I mean, even just like <laughs> Ask you know, you, you kind of set it up channel TSM. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, it would be one of those things where it's like, like I want to see, and and well, I would actually like to see them playing simultaneous games too. Just to like get things done faster and get us vods faster, stuff like that, instead of drawing everything out over the course of like you know you know what we hours. really need you What's know that? what we really need is mm-hmm. we need an esports center. Yeah, no, we, th- we need a uh, League of Legends like uh, Red Zone kind of thing. Yeah, like a thirty-minute like- show or maybe an hour-long show that will show you all the highlights from that week. All the drama from that week, everything about that week, bam. And, really? Uh, See, I was I was thinking a channel that uh, sits there and all it does is, like it as soon as a kill, a tower, uh, a kill, a tower destroy or a uh, like nexus or a, you know, nexus or uh, inhibitor is uh, destruction happens. That it switches the channel to that game and displays the like 25 seconds, like, or like the 10 seconds before the kill. No, okay, all through the so, 10 seconds after. No, that, that's cool. like a red zone. That's kind cool, of thing. but run with me on this one, Jeff. We need, and like, with two well dressed, loquacious hosts 
that are semi good looking and have mm-hmm. incredible voices and have right. experience, you know, using their voices. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, you know, we could be the hosts. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> we could we could be the Keith Olbermann of, you know. Yeah. And we could just be sitting there. It's like, all right, and let's get down to the top five plays of the week. First up, we have TSM baiting in the gank from Vulcan. You know, that that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Halftime updates. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. Like, it would be nice to have something like that. I'm just saying, we, and we could do it. Yeah, we could. Yeah. We could. We could even have Christian on, like, the board, like, drawing the X's and O's. Right. Oh, I mean, they wouldn't awesome. mean anything, but. <laughs> I've always wanted to do that as a little kid. Every time I see some guy on a sports channel just using his fingers or his little pencil thing. I'm like, yeah. I want to do that. You have to do channel it like Madden like style. Yeah. Just be like, oh, watch the Oriana here. She's going to throw the ball. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Boom. Throw the, the ball. Boom. And there's the ult. <laughs> See, what you want to do is kill the other team and not die. <laughs> yeah. Generally, the team that comes out the victor is the one that destroys the enemy's nexus first. <laughs> Yeah, dude. We need a John Madden Thanks, John of, uh, Madden. of law. <laughs> I volunteer. Yeah, I think you'd make a great John Madden of law. Except you're you're too sensible. Like, you know, you make sense of too many arguments and things. Oh, but then again, there's the whole knife of the baby thing. So, <laughs> never mind. You'd make a great John Madden. <laughs> hey, man. Just, just make more. Just make more baby with a knife analogies, and you're good. Hey, yeah. my dream. Has always been to have my picture and signature up on a wall in some like podunk barbecue place. Oh man! That's like I love the I ate here. You know? Oh yeah, you dude. Know. If you know what? If we've got a fan out there who has like a podunk barbecue place, oh no, a sandwich place, uh, so we can have a sandwich named after us. Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, we, I, I think I'd still want to go with barbecue. Okay, well, Compy will go the barbecue route. I'll go the sandwich route. Um, I mean, I, Jeff and I have talked about low elo sandwiches before. You know, I evolved that idea. Okay. So the original low elo style sandwich, people, if you've never had this, is you go to a jack in the box, uh, you know, drive through, whatever, and you order a, what was a, a ultimate cheeseburger? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't think a, the cheese, you can order any kind of burger. Well, yeah. It was, it was any sandwich. <laughs> you can order any sandwich, but you order it. With one ninety-nine cent taco stuffed inside of it. No, no, the, the tacos has the buns. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. The tacos has the buns, right? Because you get two, right? Yeah, because yep. you get two. Yeah, Just so you, you get the two for ninety-nine cents, and that becomes the bun instead of the the bread. Or you can just, yeah. you know, put them in there and have the bread on the outside. <laughs> have the too. bread. Well, yeah, see, and I, I, mean, I was thinking that 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 was like my next evolution for the uh, low elo style sandwich. Was not just to have the taco inside, but instead a sandwich served low elo style is any sandwich on the menu with another value menu item inside of it. Yeah. So put chicken nuggets on your quarter or, pounder with cheese. Right. Or put a McDouble inside of your quarter <laughs> inside put of a, your Put Big a yogurt Mac. parfait inside your chicken sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> That's or or nice. or an apple pie inside of <laughs> your muffin vanilla ice cream cone, you know, <laughs> with the paper on. Yeah, I mean, otherwise it doesn't count. 
No, I think this is a good idea, though. I think you need your picture on the wall in a barbecue joint. I want a sandwich named after us in a sandwich joint. And barring any of that, listeners, you can always order a sandwich low elo style. Yeah. You might have to explain it, you know, what you want. But but. until that happens, you can always come to my workplace and... (laughs) Order sandwich though Elo style, and I will be happy to oblige. Right, he'll he'll know what's up. I think so, you need oh, to yeah. write a corporate memorandum <laughs> to send to every. I mean, you know, I, at my workplace, we're actually coming out with some new sandwiches. I should let my boss know. Hey, you know, <laughs> I I got this great idea for you. Now just hear me out. Maybe we can, you know, have your boss on the show. <laughs> I, I don't know if I want. <laughs> Does he play League of Legends? Hmm. <laughs> Can't tell ya. Alright. And he's too busy making money from us jack-in-the-box peasants. Yeah. <laughs> right. Just, you know, he's the man. Maybe we can get mm-hmm. Jack on the show. Oh, that'd be... I, he, I bet he plays League of Legends. <laughs> yeah, awesome. me too. Yeah, no, that's, that's some celebrity power right there. Yeah. <laughs> well... Uh, well, speaking of celebrities, so there are some changes in the most recent patch here. That uh, are, we're ready to move on from the esports scene, right? Oh yeah, like TSM. we basically we've exalted TSM all we want. Yeah. All right. The uh, so Draven received a change in the latest patch. Uh, Draven. Yeah. So they changed his passive a patch ago. Uh, you know, to I guess you know make it a little less OP. The whole bleeding thing was causing some problems, but I they found that it wasn't quite compelling enough. The new League of Draven uh, passive. And so they buffed it up, and uh, I'd like to know what you guys think. Um, I'm I'm cool with it. I mean, you got this passive that's it's it, it's just a snowball passive. Like we talked about that before, right? Right, we did. Yeah, but now it's much more effective because now you're getting some significant amount of goal guaranteed for every kill. But don't you miss the old Draven at all? Because with the, the I haven't bleed? played Draven since they got rid of the bleed. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I've already said my thoughts about like the old Draven passive. Like I miss it, but like I also I I'll, at the same time I don't miss you know getting aggroed by tower because my bleed is still in effect. <laughs> well, yes. I feel like I feel like this passive because it's a snowball passive is the reason we will never see Draven in a professional game, ever. Mm, that's yeah I. <laughs> It does present that, like, you know, high risk reward thing. Yeah. Like, he has the risk of being worthless later on. But like, I, I miss, think, but I miss Wild the... Turtles, Wild Turtles Draven. But, uh, like, he's, he's guaranteed that extra 50 gold now, which is pretty good. You know, before, if you were just getting rocked, then you wouldn't get anything. Mm-hmm. Um, or you might, but, but now you're at least guaranteed 50 gold. Like, it's, you know, you have, that has huge potential. Well, and the, uh, more importantly than the change, I think, is the context that they put under it. The, you know, they started doing that, the reasons why we're doing this kind of thing. Yeah, uh, giving a the little explanations. Ago. What did, what did they put for They this? said, considering Draven is obviously the greatest champion ever in League of Legends, oh, yeah, his clearly. new League of Draven passive feels a little flat. We're looking at ways of making his adoration mechanic more rewarding. <laughs> and both functionally and visually during late game, late game and multi kills. You know. Oh, did they, did they add some more effects? Because my, I think I told you that my thought on the League of Draven is all they really needed to do to make it more compelling 
is give it audio and visual components so that like when he gets kills and multi kills that like you know there's additional sounds of like crowds chanting draven and stuff like that yeah with like the original change um it the sounds effects would only work if you got a high stack of uh adoration stacks consumed Oh, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, yeah. It says yeah now yeah. visuals and sounds for League of Draven play on every Draven kill. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. That's yeah. cool. The, the awesome. I'm glad they heard me. Yeah, but you were saying I liked your idea of like changing the announcer or having oh, yeah. the announcer say something about Draven. Oh yeah, I think that like it once you get in above a double kill with Draven, that instead of like saying you know triple kill quadra instead of that. She should just say, League of Draven. <laughs> when, <laughs> you know, you get... like, forgoes all of them. Like, it doesn't lead up to them, doesn't say triple, quadra, pentakill, just whatever the end one is. It just goes, League of Draven. I think it's like, even, when you... even easier way to do that would to be have, have it play one of his taunts globally. <laughs> like, Pentakill, Draven, does it all, and everyone hears it. <laughs> uh, you know what? I love that idea, and here's why. Because, Compi, remember, like, way back in the day, like, season one or two, when it was, like, really, really hard to, like, to get the announcer to say Pentakill? Mm-hmm. Because, like, you can't, like, get kills all at once because, like, yeah, and they uh, had to extend the, uh, the time for it. Yeah, yeah, the audio would overlap whenever, and it was just, it was just really hard to get it, get them to say Pentakill. It was a really it was a really go- uh, gorgeous moment that did not come often at all. Yeah, but with this, <laughs> with this, I think that will kind of um, re what's the word uh, remake this this experience of getting that precious pentakill yeah. after no and and remember when amumu's laugh was global on the which robot? was amazing yeah which was oh, awesome that was a... like yeah. that's all they would have just make it global say it right <laughs> after you know quadra kill draven does it all <laughs> draven yeah <laughs> yeah no, come I... out and play <laughs> Or, or you know what? Give an effect just to the player who's playing Draven, and have like rose petals and like camera flashes going off on his mm. screen and stuff like yeah. that. Underwear, women's underwear being thrown. yeah, women's <laughs> underwear being thrown. Classy. <laughs> He's just spinning his axe in there and have catching a picture them all. of him up in a podunk barbecue joint. Yeah, That's... right. Name a sandwich after him. <laughs> like that. That'd be great. Every time that he scores a triple kill or higher. One item in the game gets renamed to of Draven. <laughs> so you know it's like he does well, and suddenly it's like, okay, I'm gonna buy my, uh, I'm gonna buy my and my needlessly large rod of Draven. Yeah, I'm gonna buy my needlessly large rod of Draven. Oh, great, you know. <laughs> and it has an extra stat on it, like plus know, one it panache. Or just, I think it's just replaced with an icon of his face. Just, just, just panet- <laughs> a replace, replace them. Replace the nouns of the uh, names of the items with Draven. You see, needlessly large Draven. No, that it'll be needlessly large. <laughs> Draven's needlessly large rod, and it'll have a pic- his picture, and it'll say plus eighty ability power plus one awesome or something. <laughs> plus plus one Draven. Yeah, plus one Draven. <laughs> <laughs> and instead of the picture of the item, it's just Draven's face. The the Draven Nomicon. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. All right. All right. 
Uh, let's see. What other stuff did we do here? Oh, yeah. The, uh, the slippery slope. Oh my, you know, when they, when they, when they first the made the changes, falling. yes, when they first made the changes, and we're opening up a Pandora's box because we got so much feedback around this. Um, when they made the first changes to Cassidy and, and how he performed on, uh, on the non summoners rift maps and, and singed, and singed, and singed, and they did the whole, this isn't going to be a habit, but there's just some that we have to, you know, address. So we got those two, and lo and behold, how many do we have here? We have like five. Nidalee, Timo, Kha'Zix, Lulu, Wukong, and York are getting changes to non-Summoner's Rift maps. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, and another on Kassadin. Um And another, so, yeah. So a total of six more champion changes for, you know, champion-specific changes for map specific, specific maps yeah. Or yeah map specific champion changes so for even more champions now they will play differently on cer- certain maps than they otherwise would on other maps it's slippery slope guys they changed a couple now they've got to keep on doing it and they are yeah and i i hate it i hate it so much because they're what they're what they're doing, especially for Crystal Scar, is like turning everyone into a duelist. Yeah. Like, there are champions that are duelists. Teemo is one of them. Cassidan is not a duelist. Um, Lulu is definitely not a duelist. <laughs> uh, but they're putting them in this environment where everything is dual. There's no such thing as laning. There's no such thing as pushing. Um, and that, I think, is might be the big failure of Dominion is that the minions are just kind of an afterthought. Would Dominion be any different if the minions weren't there? Mm. Really? Um, it would um, be a little bit different, but not that much. Yeah. Like, the way you push la- the, the lane would be a little bit different. But nobody does that. It's true. It's true. Um, I, I do think it's funny that we consistently get emails uh, ever since we last talked about you know, the different game modes and the imbalance between them and our, and our thoughts there. We, we consistently get emails from people telling us, Oh, well, it would only be fun if you knew how to play it. And then they proceed to tell us how to play it. And we just look at it. We read, we're like, you, you realize that the reason we don't like these game modes or the reason we have the feelings we do about these game modes isn't because we haven't played them. Yeah. And like, that would be stupid. We, the reason we don't play them is because we have played yeah. them and found them lacking. Yeah, it's and I'll say that I still like Twisted Treeline. I like it yeah. a lot. Of of all of the options, I like Twisted Treeline the most. Yeah. Um but yeah, no, when Dominion came out and it's been over a year and mm-hmm. I think they finally removed it from the patcher. Like try the new mo- Dominion yeah. mode. <laughs> Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, it's been over a year since Dominion has been out. And when it first came out, I I mean, you remember this, Christian. We played it like probably for a month. Yeah, I remember, I remember playing it at PAX two years ago. And I thought, this is really awesome. I want to play this a whole bunch. And we did play the whole bunch. And then then we we stopped playing. (laughs) Yeah, then we went back to Summer's Rift. But it's like, you know, I think someone wrote in telling us like well here's the strategy here's how you play dominion 
And, and I read it having, you know, not played, like, I probably haven't played a Dominion game for two months now. Um, but I read it and I was like, this, this isn't new. This is this, <laughs> what you're talking about here, sir, is the exact same strategy that's been in place since Dominion started. Yeah. <laughs> and, you, you know, I, I get it. I know what's going on. I just don't have a taste for it. But I think the the real issue that we're seeing here is that they make all these little changes per champion. And my my issue stands. They keep making changes like this, and the champion you play in one game mode is a different champion than you play in another game mode. Which makes for, potentially, a confusing experience. Yeah. Because before, at least the one constant that you could bring over is, at least I know how to play my champion. Yep. There might and be that's... different items, there's different objectives, there's different things yeah. you need to do, but you know that champion. So that's... Yeah. I know he's going to perform in this capacity. Mm-hmm. I know he's going to have these stats. When I, when he levels up, he's going to be this much more powerful. That is no longer a guarantee. Yeah. and And it's... Is it going to be a nightmare to follow these? I mean, you know, if you're going to play, if you're one of the people, are there people who constantly play all of the maps? Uh, you know what? Do those no exist? I haven't had anyone write in like that. You know, <laughs> everyone who writes in, they, they're always like, well, I play a lot of Dominion. And, you know, you go and check them out and you find out they haven't played a sum- game of Summoner's Rift for like three months. Yeah. Like, okay, okay. Yeah, I, I get it. You are a Dominion player. Like, that's, that's cool. That's your game. <laughs> so. Yeah, um, I think that, that would be the majority because if you're trying to keep up with everything, then it's just it's a little impossible. too much. Yeah. I think, uh, you can keep up with one plus, uh, ARAM. Yeah, that doesn't need keeping up with, but yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, <laughs> But it's it's terrible. Like imagine today. Imagine if you were uh, someone who had been is plays nothing but Summoner's Rift, and all of a sudden your friends say, "Hey, come play a game of Dominion with us. Come play a game on the Crystal Scar with us." And you know you don't keep up with the patches. You you know average Joe player. You just you know play the champions that you like. And suddenly you get on there and you're like, "Wait a minute, my favorite champion's Cassidy. How come he doesn't move as far?" Um, hold on. Why doesn't my null sphere, uh, why is my null sphere not lasting as long as it normally would? You know, suddenly champions that you, like, might know inside and out aren't performing the same. That's a poor experience. So, and it's, it looks like it's just gonna keep going. Slippery slope. <laughs> Slippery slope, guys. We're tumbling down. Uh-huh. Send your send your disagreement and hate mail to yeah. uh, team at lowelo dot com, but uh, we we still have yet to get that compelling argument. You know, and we read them, we read them. We're sensible people. Yeah, we know how to play Dominion. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, if 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 we might you're... not be good in like the practice of it, but we know <laughs> right. how to do it. <laughs> okay. Um, one last thing to come out of the patch, though. And this is in stark contrast to the last bit of news there. This is, uh, I think, one of the greatest additions to League of Legends in a long time, and that is... that That's a cue. Someone put in an undo button in the item shop. Yay! Right. Someone did. 
someone. <laughs> you know what? I don't know who it is, but I just want to thank them because for those, you know, those rare moments when I realized that I just bought a second tenacity item. Oh my God. Yes. Because I decided to suddenly change builds right in the middle and I wasn't even thinking. I'm like, you know what? I think I need, uh, need me some, uh, need me some tenacity boots. Oh, to go with that's the spirit no of the golem. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, there, there's that one. And then I've, you know, I've recently started buying with right click because it's right. so much faster. It's instant than double clicking. Yeah. So, but people that, will But that has click. put me in trouble quite a few times with purchasing like two Philo stones or two boots. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the one you hear about the most is uh, people right click twice and get two pairs of boots. <laughs> one for each foot. And, and then, and then their, t- their teammates look at their two boots and they have to make up corny excuses like, Hey, you know, cause I have two feet. Duh. Yeah, right. <laughs> but you're playing Elise. Well, I'm gonna have to get more boots then. Yeah, you're playing Urgot or Hecarim. I'm playing Elise, and I can, I only have six items. I, I remember who was it? I think it was Ninebreaker, a community member who used to join our games, and he would go Draven. Funnily enough, this is a long time ago, and he would mm. buy, he would build two Berserkers Greaves. What? Yes, <laughs> and he would keep them the whole game. Why? Like, I don't did he know. know? Or yeah, no, he knew. Uh, he did okay. on purpose, and it was it was just hilarious because <laughs> he would be getting like pentakills, and the other team would be like, "You have two boots." Was like, that was what that was just foot, a shtick. <laughs> yeah. He did oh, the same thing hilarious. on Kale. It's like two berserkers greaves. Like now, I hope I, I do hope that the undo button comes with just a little bit of like something to like rein you in. Like I think that the shame should still be there if you have if you have to undo a purchase. Like you know how you get the global message whenever someone buys like a ward or something that's beneficial to the team as a whole with an aura or something. I want them to you know uh, you know it's like Copy just returned a pair of boots to the store. <laughs> No, dude. Not even copy just undid a purchase. That's not enough because that's just in the chat log. You know what they need is the announcer. Oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, a, like rather than saying a summoner has reconnected, a summoner has undone a purchase. <laughs> not, not just the announcer. I think it's more appropriate if the shopkeeper said something. <laughs> no refunds. <laughs> I want to hear. I want to hear what the shopkeeper has to say about our stupid, stupid purchases. Yeah, he's going to be losing a lot of money. Yeah, seriously. I oh, feel it's like, like oh, uh, so now you want to return it? This guy. <laughs> yeah, no. Because you know that's what the shopkeeper sounds like. Consumer protection. All, all purchases are, are final. Uh, you know, <laughs> consumer protection is uh, hurting small business owners. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. <laughs> How's he going to make ends meet now? Like, you might return those boots, but they're still technically used, and he can't sell them as new anymore. Yeah. You're supporting crime. Right. Like, you might, you wouldn't steal a, or you wouldn't return a pizza. Selling of used, <laughs> selling of used products. What are you, GameStop? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So, but I think we can all agree, right? Undo button. Great step forward. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I have a, I have a little tingling. There's oh. a little tingling. And tingling. my tingling is telling me it's my it's my uh uh nerd super pro nerd tingling sense. Uh-huh. And it's telling me that some people are gonna look at this as, you know, 
easy mode. Oh. As the, uh, you know, the Dota types will be like, <laughs> like, you don't have to control, uh, your, your messenger on a separate hotkey and then purchase manually from the store and then return, the, like, you, you don't have control groups in League of Legends. How do you control your other units? Like, anyway, they might yeah, look at like, it as a, as a noob, noob friendly thing, but yeah, screw them. Like, yeah, seriously. It's like, you know what? You know what? When you can make an argument for why your stream requires a world finals to match League of Legends daily stream numbers, then, you know, valid argument and we'll start taking note here. But no one, like, people don't like watching that game as much. I can't say they don't like watching the game. They do. But they don't like watching as much. And there's a reason for it. Yeah. Maybe it's all this hidden, unnecessary complexity. Yeah. And it's, and it's Riot doing these kinds of things, like the undo button, like even summoner spells. Um, it's to make it more accessible and that's good for everyone. We want League yeah. of Legends to be as ex- accessible as possible because the learning curve is so high on this type of game. It's so yeah. high. And, and remember people, an undo button doesn't affect a team fight. You know, yeah. it just means that someone doesn't walk in there with two boots. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, let's move on to Nocturne, my friends. So I think it's been a while since we've discussed our, uh, our buddy from the void here. He's from the void, right? I think, uh, I think it's not the he, void. It's like some no, just from dimension night. or something. Yeah, he's 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 in your darkest nightmare. I can't and stuff keep like up that. with the DC universe. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, he's he's the alternate dimension version of he's Batman Earth two. or something like Earth that. Two, yeah, I think. Earth two Batman. <laughs> so, uh, Earth two Batman, um, aka Nocturne. We haven't talked a whole lot about him, but he played such a major role for m- several teams in North American regionals this last weekend that we figure he's probably going to see a bit of a resurgence. It's probably a good time that we tell you, if you aren't already aware, what to expect and how to beat it as we go deep on Nocturno Penis. So let's start off with what to expect. I think at this point we can all agree Nocturne is pretty much exclusively played in the jungle. Yeah. There are yeah, some I, people I, who try to play him top to very mixed degrees of success. I have yeah. not seen a Nocturne top in the longest time. He's just going to be in the jungle. Right. That's where he's going. He's a, uh, you know, he's basically a carry assassin type, melee assassin. And um, so you're, you're going to see him in the jungle. His, uh, his typical combo is to close on you and he has a couple of different mechanisms to do that but he'll close on you he will fear you and then he will melee a lot mm-hmm. and so that's and his team will also hit you at that time. yeah and his, <laughs> and his team will do the exact same thing as well because when you get feared chances are you're just going to run straight towards them at least that's my luck most of the time and uh, any progress you are making trying to get away is uh, progress undone and any progress you were trying to make to actually do something to him, at least in the beginning, probably got countered by the spell shield. 
Yeah. And he has a spell sheet. And I, I cite Nocturne as the beginning of when they started giving champions everything they needed. Nocturne mm-hmm. has everything he needs to do his job. He's got movement speed increase, uh, which is the little trail that mm-hmm. he throws at you. And if you step on it or it sticks to you, then it follows you. And while he's on that trail, I, I believe he uh, does not collide with units. He uses... He gets uh, no unit collision, so he can walk right through the creeps, right through the minions, and start hitting you. Uh, I believe it also gives him an attack speed increase, or damage increase. He's got armor gives him, pen. Gives him that movement speed increase, that's for sure. It's movement speed, and the spell shield is the one that gives him the attack speed. Uh, whenever you pop it with a spell, it gives him increased attack speed, and he'll give you that little ghostly ha-ha-ha-ha, like you yeah, then a spell he, then shield, he laughs at you. jokes right. on you, freaking noob. <laughs> You bought two and, boots. And that pop isn't, that's not insignificant either. Like at level one, it's 20%. At level five, it's 40%. Yeah, that's like getting a phantom dancer <laughs> yeah. for like three seconds. Yeah, it's going to only result in maybe like two extra hits, but. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. Actually, I just gave, I gave him bad information. That's the numbers I just gave you. That's the passive increase. Cause just by leveling it up, he gets oh. a passive increase. And what's the active? It, when he activates it, the, uh, he gets a spell shield. And if it's popped, then he gets double that for five seconds. Oh my god! Yeah, so you know, eighty percent increase in attack speed for five seconds. Yeah, just, you know, just which saying, early guys. in the game, combined with his passive, the Umber Blades, which gives him an AOE uh, sort of uh, Tiamat effect. Yeah, and he stabs everyone around. Yeah. Um, and heals himself for a percentageable amount. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like he's got everything he needs. Uh, the one thing Nocturne doesn't have, though, is scaling stats. His right. stats aren't very good. So as I was, Jeff and I were talking before the show, I was like, basically, there's two types of Nocturnes. There's uh, ones who build tanky and ones who aren't good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And of course, once again, there's always the exception. There's going to be that one guy who's like, all I build is infinity edges and I'm diamond tier. It's like, okay, you know what? It's probably not because all you build is infinity edges. You You might be a really good player with them, but... Yeah. Um, he's, he is a quintessential melee assassin carry. He is hugely item dependent. He does not scale well with his levels. So there's actually a point where if the extra points in his abilities doesn't scare you, then even if he has a level advantage, if you know he hasn't been back to buy and you've got the item advantage, you might want to consider taking advantage of that and picking a fight. See how far you can get. Um, because if he hasn't gone back to pick up, uh, either damage or tankiness, then he's going to scrub out in a lot of fights. And if he doesn't build some kind of tankiness, I mean, at the very least, a wit's end or a, you know, a frozen mallet, something like that, a phage. If he doesn't at least get something like that to build a little bit of heft, then you know, if you can CC him through his spell shield, he's a pretty quick kill. Yeah. Nocturne, he, he comes at you really scary. And I think the mistake a lot oh, of players most make, terrifying ult yeah. in the game. Yeah, the especially way. with the, the Turnium Nocturne skin. Of, that oh, that God, thing is yeah. scary. But, uh, you know, he's, he's really scary. He'll run at you screaming and then fear you. And then it's kind of like, meh. Like, yeah. 
you know, it's it it's not nearly as bad as you think. No, it's not. Um, and so, after like he's like blown everything, it's just like you can probably kill him. Yeah. Yeah. Even better if you, you know, can break away from his fear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you'll see this you see this played real well. If you play if you've watched the North American regionals, you'll see people breaking his fear uh a lot. And the strategy behind that is that you wait till the last second because there's kind of a cooldown. Like he attaches it to you, but he has to stay in range. Mm-hmm. And if after what's the what's the time on that? It's like two it's, seconds, I think. Okay, so, so uh, it, we'll just say two seconds for now. Um, so if if it's attached to you still after two seconds, if he's in range of you still for two seconds, then boom, it goes off. You get feared. If you're not in range, then you're you know get away scot free. Uh, so the strategy is, is that you kind of like let it go for like one and a half seconds flash. Or if you've got a gap closer, dash, you know, something like that to, to get away and break it at the very last second faster than he can react with a flash. Also, one thing to remember too is that if he doesn't have his Q, the little path under you, mm-hmm. you can, you probably most champions can just run out Outrun of it. him. Yeah. You don't yeah. necessarily have to flash to get out of the fear. If you've right. got, you know, boots too and he doesn't and that Q's not underneath you, just, just walk out of it. <laughs> yeah, just just get away from it. So, um now we should cover his ultimate and what to expect there. This is the one. It's pretty unmistakable. Once you've had it happen once, you should get it. But uh when when he hits 6, he has a really long range ultimate like uh a quarter of the field, half the field. It's uh distance. it's the same as a uh TF ult. TF. Okay, so roughly one ult. third. One one third of the field, yeah. maybe a little bit That's more. at max level though. At max level, yeah. Yeah. At level um, six it's it's smaller. So he has to actually get to level sixteen to have the huge range that TF does yeah. at level six. Gotcha. So but it's a it's a gap closer. This is the one where you know, he makes a noise, the entire screen turns black for everybody, No, everyone loses their mini-map uh, coverage, and he gap-closes to somebody and then proceeds to combo. Th- what, you know, this can be terrifying, it can be disorienting, losing everything. Everyone expects to be attacked as soon as this happened. So the, one of the best things you can do is keep the flow of information going. Mm-hmm. You know, is if you're the one getting hit or you see the one getting hit, to immediately identify, like as soon as that goes off, bot, mid, top, or, you know, some other indicator of where he went, so that your other lanes, if they're in lane, can either respond quickly, or they can not act in their own lane like they're getting ganked, which could create a problem for them. You know, they might be giving up ground that they don't have to give up. Mm-hmm. Um Another thing uh, to note about his ultimate is you do want to keep up that flow of communication. If you watch, I can't remember which game, but if you watch uh, Medios in TSM and Cloud9, uh, is to know when to use, if you're playing as him, know when to use it for team fights. Yeah. Uh, you might want to actually come out, come up with sort of a pre-plan. Say, okay, there's a Nocturne. And this is good, this is good to do with any global ultimate. With a Shen, Karthus, Soraka, TF, Ziggs, any of those global or very long range ults. How are we going to deal with this as a team? So, um, I think it, it, it helped dismantle TSM a little bit because 
they don't I don't think they communicate vocally as much as other teams. They just follow each other's leads. So mm-hmm. if they can't see like what that, you know, for example, the odd one's going ham and he's diving into the enemy team, if they can't see that, then it it just falls apart. So the team fight presence, just the the first part of his ult, the darkening of the screen can be used very tactically. Uh, yeah. And one way to combat that is to say, okay, how are we going to handle Nocturne's ult? And that, that flow of information and say, well, is Nocturne scary? How scary is he? Well, how much gold does he have? Did he get any successful ganks? Is he ahead? Is he behind? That can affect how you deal with it. You might end up saying, if Nocturne's ult, just kill him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, 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 he's not that scary. Just kill him and, uh, then we'll kill the rest of them. <laughs> like, yeah. Like if, if he's not scary, then all that you actually have more to fear from, uh, him baiting you, uh, an ability out with his spell shield when he arrives on site than you do of him actually killing you. So, you know, make intelligent decisions around that as well. But it, now if you are afraid of the gank, uh, and especially if you're a support player, something you should probably get in the habit of is that you need deeper wards against mm-hmm. a Nocturne. Uh, a ward in the first bush at uh, bottom lane in the river isn't going to cut it against Nocturne. Yeah. He doesn't care about that bush. I'm not saying, you know, ignore it entirely, but chances are pretty good you're going to get more coverage from or more viewers, uh, viewing of Nocturne and what he's up to and you know better prepare yourself if you ward maybe a little bit closer to his blue buff i would as or red buff as a support i always like to have two wards up that's my thing for laning for bottom lane if it's a hecarim i will ward tribush and dragon because hecarim likes to come around from behind nocturne doesn't do that no. usually so for nocturne i would ward dragon and the enemy blue yeah, because or what if Noct- you're on yeah 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 if you're on blue side yeah, yeah. so it, what Nocturne will do is he'll come down and he'll wait in the little tri bush on bottom lane for purple side in that little nook mm-hmm. you know and he'll just wait there yeah and he can even at level six he can ult from there to almost your tower yeah and it's so the idea is <clears throat> if you catch him at blue mm-hmm. you like you you basically know where he is. You know, yep. he's, if, like, one, you can watch him taking blue, hopefully. And then if he kind of chills out, you know what to expect. You can kind of back off, play it a little bit safer. And if he proceeds south of blue, then, you know what? You know what's he, what he's up to. He's either being weird and staying in a bush inside river. Or he like, went back. Or, yeah. Or, or he turned or around he went and got back. wolves. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's like, you know his positioning. So, yeah. and they, this, Go ahead. Uh, the other saving grace for for the, we're talking about warding deep is that Nocturne's jungle time is a little is a little slow. Yeah, compared Remember, to he's, he he pretty much requires a machete and five pots. Yeah, yeah. You can't Doran's blade, uh, you know, lifesteal Quint a Nocturne. I, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I haven't tested it, but you'd probably get really low. Yeah. No. He's, either way, he's, he's going to be. He he's a little slow. So whereas if I'm facing a Hecarim jungle. I ward that tribush like immediately. I might even put an explorer <laughs> ward there because a level two Hecarim gank is really scary and can kill people. Nocturne's not going to gank at level two. Nocturne doesn't even get his gank ability, which is his fear, until level three. Yeah. Um, so he'll, he'll be a little bit later, and chances are most Nocturne players 
will be worse for wear if they didn't get a really strong pull from their team. Right. So there's a lot of factors that go into it. So you might can wait till, I don't know, five, six minutes to put that ward on dragon, that ward on blue, um, to, to say, to stay completely safe. You could work it out. If you see him top, you can wait a little bit longer, but if you don't see him in the first five or six minutes, I would put those wards down. Yeah. And if you can speed, like if you're, if your jungler starts blue, then you can probably speed kill your blue and move to his red and beat him out of it. Yes. Oh yeah. Especially, and that's, that's one big way to handle Nocturne is to counter jungle because mm-hmm. he's so slow. If you have a great counter jungle, like a Nunu or a Udir or uh, Lee Sin, even Zin Zhao. Or, or a mediocre counter jungler with <laughs> your middle or top lane coming with you. Uh, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And the fact is, is that to, to beat him in the jungle, you don't necessarily have to kill him. He's squishy enough. He, you know, he has a hard time with the early jungle, uh, if disrupted. You just gotta beat him within an inch of his life. And, and then escape with your life. If, if he goes straight from blue to red, he's gonna not be, he'll be level two. He still won't have fear. Yeah. Like a level two Lee Sin is gonna be at a level two Nocturne. That's just gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not a good matchup for him so if you already feel comfortable with uh counter with counter jungling then he's a prime candidate so explore that um but that i think that's really i mean you know bait the spell shield ward deep communicate his position and be aware that not only is he slow to gank but he's also susceptible to counter jungle I think that's everything you really need to know, like on a basic level, on how to beat it. Well, I I want to say a couple things about baiting the spell shield, um, because okay. I don't think we really explained that. Uh, from a support perspective, let's say I'm playing Taric, Nocturne screen goes dark. Oh crap! You know, my squishy little Ash is going to get killed, and I can't let that happen because I'm Taric. I got to be manly and save her. Um, so Nocturne flies in. Which what do you do? Pop quiz time, Christian. What do you do? I don't know. What do I do? Flash into the nearest bush and be. (laughs) (laughs) Bubble hearth? No. (laughs) No. What you do is you go up and you... What's the crystal shard thing? What's that ability? Terex W. You Terex W. Oh, it is shatter? Shatter. Thank you. Yes. You shatter, then you dazzle. Because if you just dazzle, that spell shield's going to block it, and, he, and he's going to laugh at you while he just kills your <laughs> AD carry, and you're like, look at, like, I tried to heal you, but I couldn't. I accidentally healed myself. Yeah. And I bought two boots. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Can Sorry we get an undo button for, like, abilities? Can we get an undo? <laughs> that like, that I accidentally might be a little ulted, Care Bear. <laughs> I accidentally ulted. Oops. Like, can I get that one back? <laughs> <laughs> but no, you hit that shatter first to get off, get the spell shield off, then you stun. Yeah. So try yeah. to and use a you crappy if, spell to, to get the yeah. spell shield off. And if you don't have the CC, but you know your team does, then you know what? Blow an ability on him. Yeah. You know, blow a low priority ability. I cannot count the number of times that I've, like, Warwick queued him, hungering striked him, you know, and then immediately followed up with an ult on him. Yeah. Just to burn out his spell shield. It's like, I don't care about that ability. It'll be back up in three seconds. It doesn't matter. Um, same thing, you know, I'm watching, like, you know, Compi approach as Leona. Like, oh, you know what? It's time for me to pop his his shield. So he 
puts it up. I don't care what the ability is. I just whack him with it. He laughs, and then, you know, Compy stomps all over him and CCs <laughs> him for the next five seconds straight. Yeah. So, and that's easy way to deal. That's a really good way because Nocturne is, he's probably one of the most psychological champions to play. Yeah. Where he's so scary and like the effects are scary that it's that fear that actually makes him successful in a lot of situations. Agreed. But just kill him. Just if you can stop his. Like, especially with a spell shield, he's like, oh, I have a spell shield. I'm going to go in. I'm going to kill everybody. But if you pop it and then CC him, he's done skis. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully you have a, you just get to a point where every time you hear that darkness, you just kind of go, okay, who's who? incoming kill? Yeah. Bring it. Bring <laughs> yeah. it. Come on, exactly. doctor. You just start flexing. You know? And uh, just as a side note, my uh, eight-year-old nephew calls him Narlock. Narlock, so, right. We've all adopted to calling him Narlock. Yeah, I think I've probably accidentally done that a couple of times. <laughs> oh, look, he's um, playing Narlock. Narlock, yeah, <laughs> how cute. All right, well, before we get to our game and email and all the like, we want to take a moment to talk about our sponsor, Audible. You may have heard us plug them a couple of a uh, couple of episodes back, and uh, we, you know, want to remind you of them again audible they are an amazon company very reputable and they're the internet's largest source of downloadable audiobooks you can try them out by going to audiblepodcast.com slash low elo and downloading your first audiobook for free if you're not sure what to download uh well i i use the service myself i'm about to finish uh finish patrick rothfuss's the name of the wind it's the first in the King Killer Chronicle. I got a lot of time while I was at PAX, you know, on the plane and such to uh, listen to this. And, you know, it's nice. Their, their application on the mobile devices. I was, you can, I was listening when I was on the plane on my phone. And then at the hotel, I was listening on my shield, my, the Nvidia Android device. And it syncs up your position, so you don't have to go search for your chapter or anything. It just knows automatically where you left off on one device, and then you move to the next, and you know you're ready to go. But I'm almost ready to finish that. As soon as I finish it, I'm just going to tee up and uh, buy the next book in the series. Uh, what is it? The uh, you read it, right? Wise Tommy? man's fear. Yeah, the mm-hmm. uh, the wise man's fear, and I'm looking forward to it because you said that that's the better book, right? I. Yes, the first okay. one I didn't like very much, but the second one is amazing. Yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be my next purchase on there. So if you're looking for something, if you have no idea what you want to listen to, I would recommend uh, the Name of the Wind to start you off on the trilogy. So that's that's cool, but I want to recommend something else. Okay, uh, anything by Joe Abercrombie. <laughs> I just finished uh, listening to the Heroes. Which was awesome. It's kind of a one-off thing, but the one you want to do is the first Law trilogy. That's really, really good. Oh yeah, the first Law. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is that? Is that a uh, fantasy or? It's fantasy. Yeah, it, I okay. think the first one is called Before uh, Before They Were Hanged. Oh okay. Yeah. Anyway, super good. Yeah. No, I'm I'm down with that. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, and it's like, the, the crazy thing is, is that all these books, like all of the, the big names of fantasy, even a lot of the smaller ones, like, now that I'm looking through their library, I struggle to find one that isn't on there. Yeah. It's like, they have everything. 
And which I, I really appreciate since I just don't have the time or the patience to keep up with a book. Well, seems. and you know, you know why I read at least is so that years later when they make the movie or the HBO series, I, oh, like, right. I read the books like years yeah. ago. So, but, but I mean, yeah. I could do that. Like I could bring up my audible playlist. Yeah. I could just be like, Oh yeah, no, I, I listened to the books like, you know, years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Been there, done that hipster glasses on. Exactly. So once again, folks, uh, it's audiblepodcast.com slash low elo. Been a great sponsor for us. And, uh, you know, the reason we're plugging it is that it's actually a really good service. So check it out. You can, uh, go to that web address and try it out for free for your first book. So, uh, I believe we had some game responses around our game last week where we begged the question. Who is your favorite champion and who would they cosplay as at PAX? Uh, we had several, uh, and we had one that was good. (laughs) (laughs) No, some people were like, Draven! Draven would, everyone would dress up like Draven! Everyone dressed up like Draven. It'd be just nothing but Dravens. They'd call it Draven and Draven East in Boston. But, uh. That was good. Well, I, I ad-libbed a lot there. So, yeah. uh, but we got a good one from, uh, Mega Darkwing Duck. Again. Oh, always, always a good one. <laughs> he says Zyra would cosplay as a pea shooter from Plants vs. Zombies. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah, I was actually playing Plants vs. Zombies today at work while I was looking for something to do. Yeah, yeah, while you were working. <laughs> and they have a mini game where the, the plants are the zombies. And like the zombies have one. little uh, like pea shooter heads, <laughs> and they'll shoot nice. and they shoot your plants. Yeah. Oh, really? It's hard. Oh. Yeah. yeah that, anyway, that that's the first right. one. I haven't even played the second one yet. But yeah, no, I haven't played Plants vs Zombies too. But I should probably get on that because it looks like a lot of fun. <laughs> but that's that's a good uh, good game response there. But he also followed up with a question. He had he had a question for us, which was such Ooh, a good okay. question. I wanted to read it. All right. Um, he asks, or he says, Skarner was the first champion I ever bought and learned how to jungle with. After I moved on, I didn't touch him for like a year. Seeing that they were going to change him, I decided to try him out again. Turns out that I absolutely love him. Do you guys have any good stories of early characters that you came back to and loved? You know, like, this may not seem obvious. I had to, th- I have to think about this one for a little bit. It's, you know, Warwick was that way for me. But you never leave your chance. No, no, I, but I, no, I did leave Warwick for a long time. Like, I, there was a period of time, like, I, I started on Warwick, you know, I, I learned, I, I basically learned League of Legends on him. Um, but then there was a period of time when I first started playing a lot of the PvP that I kind of dropped him because everyone was saying that he's bad. You know, and I was in a susceptible state. I didn't really understand the game that well. So I was playing Ash and, you know, like that's when I learned Teemo and Singed and, and all of these other champions. And then more and more, uh, I started gravitating towards the jungle role. And once I started really jungling in PvP, I picked up Warwick again. And it was, you know, it's, it's like I was probably away from him from, for like four months, wasn't that long. But then I picked him up and I was just like, you know what? I know the game on such a like higher level when I'm playing this character. Why did I ever leave? <laughs> and that's when I became a jungler. 
Yeah. Well, what's when I picked up Warwick? Um, gosh, I don't know. Cause like all the champions, the few number of champions that I play on a regular basis, I haven't actually left. I, well, I know, I I know yours. What's that? Can I guess? Go guess. Vigor. Vigor. Oh, you know what? (laughs) You're right. You're absolutely right. I am. Christian plays a mean Vigor. I play a very mean Vigor, and thank you for reminding me about that, because I, I was actually thinking about, like, jungle champions, because, like, I never play jungle, but when I do, it's like, oh, wow. Like, I so, really like this. Yeah, but I don't like it, that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, But, yeah, Compi, you're right, Vigor, it's like... Uh, no, well, I haven't seen you play him recently. Well, like, the, the meta is, is just changing. Like, back in the day, I would just, you know, I, I would, I'd love them, like, I mean, I still love them, but I love them a lot more before they changed Deathfire Grasp. Mm-hmm. Because you just take away that huge chunk of health right before and it. And it works so well with this entire combo. I just love playing it because I know that like, if a champion comes close enough, I'm guaranteed the kill. Yeah. Yeah, Beaker's definitely so like, fun. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I noticed that. That Christian will just suddenly pick up Viger for... Like a game. And the question is always just screamed at the top of everyone's lungs. Like, why do you ever not, or why do you ever play anything but Viger? Why do you ever leave him? <laughs> and then you don't play him again for another 50 games. <laughs> because I don't, probably, probably part of it is because someone else is playing mid. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know. I've just been getting used to playing a lot of 80 carry support or top. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I haven't touched mid in the longest time. Hmm. I think mine was probably more difficult because I made it a point of playing everyone. Like that was my goal was to yeah. play everyone until I understood them. Um, <clears throat> I'd want to say though that most recently it was probably Rengar. Uh, and th- this is probably true of a lot of people, but when Rengar first come out, came out, he was totally broken. So I played him a lot and I would play him bot lane. I would play him jungle. I'd play him mid Anywhere, it didn't matter. Rengar was broken. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And they nerfed him, rightfully so, uh, I believe, uh, a few times. And I just kind of moved on. And it's not that I didn't like it. But then I read on... It's like, not that you didn't like him, it's that he wasn't cool anymore. Yeah, and, and then I read like on some leak site that they're... Or in the forums, even. I think somebody was talking about they were... They're looking at Rengar to remake his ultimate. They're going to basically remake him. So I, that made me pick him up. And I I absolutely love him. <laughs> He's amazing. Yeah. And, and I love the risk-reward. And, and it was just a whole lot of fun playing him again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, great. You know what? Like, I feel I feel like at this point we owe Darkwing, uh, Mega Darkwing Duck, like a Mega Darkwing Duck section, you know? Yeah. He, this he always week contributes, on, like, such Mega good Darkwing stuff. Duck segment. If, if you want your email on the show, format it like Mega Darkwing Ducks. <laughs> Send us <laughs> questions like that. <laughs> so, um, now I think we will move quickly along through the rest of this. We've taken up a lot of time actually in this episode. I think because we spoke so much more on packs and the regionals than we thought we would. Okay. So, um, our game this week, actually, we're doing a, a Q tip is for Lucian. Latest addition to the league, 
a lot of people are still having trouble with him. A lot of, and then those who aren't, uh, are being called OP left and right. So we'd like to hear what your tips are, uh, for playing as Lucian if you've got him figured out and, uh, how to beat him if you haven't, you know, got him figured out. So send us those Q tips and, uh, we will read the best on the next show at team at low elo. Now, I think at this point we've got room for one email. One email. How about two? Count copy. Quick round the world update from Cheesecakes from Chicago. Thanks. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. So this email is from I Am The Real. And if you remember last week, I gave out a challenge similar to the 100 game challenge was to use your ult whenever it's on cooldown. Mm-hmm. So I am ethereal says big fan of the show chat room lurker yada yada. I was listening to the last episode where you suggested using your ultimate as often as possible, and I thought, hey, I should try it. So I hopped on my main and pressed R whenever it was off cooldown. It was a disaster. I went zero and fifteen with seven CS. I thought to myself, these guys know what they're talking about. I can't take one game as evidence of them being wrong. So I tried it on my other main, and the same thing happened. I went 0 and 12 with about 10 CS. What oh, am I doing wrong? Uh, and then he says, P.S. I mean, Elise and Jace. <laughs> 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 so, we just, we just got trolled. <laughs> you know, people, this is why we always say that there's an exception to the rule. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this guy. You had me worried there for a moment there. Buddy. Yeah. Okay, okay. Doesn't yeah, work for Elise and Jace. No, it doesn't Nidalee. work for Elise and Jace. For, <laughs> for those of you who haven't played Elise and Jace, they get their ultimates at level one. <laughs> yeah, it, it also doesn't work for Udyr either if you... <laughs> <laughs> Just Phoenix stance over and over. <laughs> Every three seconds. Well, I don't know, that that might be that more effective than... Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, I can see that pretty one. Quick. I'm, pretty sh- I'm pretty sure that that's a strategy at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Phoenix stacks. Phoenix stacks. I'm in Phoenix. <laughs> that's, we should we should have a mono Udyr battle. Yeah, where you take one stance and that's the only one you can use. <laughs> so best best Udyr NA yeah. battle. Yeah, <laughs> can only use oh, one stance. Man. That's great. Hey, you know what? I I know that I just said we should burn through these, but. Uh, I got we got an email from someone who runs like a cupcake place in uh, Seattle, right? Yes. Do you have them teed um, up? I can get them because yeah. they, uh, you know, they made like such a a kind invitation while I was at uh, yeah. while I was at PAX to you know for me to come and get a free cupcake. And I just didn't have the time to go looking for them, so I f- I actually feel really bad now because. I, you know, it's like such an easy thing, right? Like go get a cupcake. And I didn't want this fan to feel like we neglected them. Yeah. So I figure that we've got to have some more fans in Seattle. So why not send them over to the cupcake place, right? Yeah. It comes from Musu, who says longtime fan. Uh, and this was under the guise of around the world update. He, he, he or she, I don't know, listens to work and they are the batter maven at trophy cupcakes. And make the batter for the entire company. There's three stores around Seattle, and uh, they offered us a free cupcake, <laughs> which yeah. you didn't didn't partake of. But yeah, uh, I wish 
you know. My fault, my fault. If you like cupcakes, and honestly, if you don't, then... There's I, something wrong. There's with something you. seriously <laughs> wrong. You should go to a doctor. Everyone um, loves cupcakes. Then, yeah, go go to Trophy Cupcakes. Yeah, try it out. Like, try it out and then, and then tell me how awesome it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> tell me, like, tell us what we missed out on. Yeah, tell me what, what I missed out on. Because I think, like, if we if I had been on top of it, Christian, you and I could have probably gone and both gotten cupcakes. I mean, I still live in Seattle, so I could totally. Go oh, that's look. right. Like, you haven't lost the opportunity. Yeah, we could yeah. send you and Garrett. On a quest for cupcakes. Cupcake quest. Yeah. Oh, that's like the best idea for a game ever right there. I, I'll go there. I, I'll say, hey, I'm Christian from Loido. And if they ever have any doubt, I'll just turn on my Moomoo impression. <laughs> Why won't you give me a cupcake? Can you save a cupcake? I only want now, Be sure to ask for the batter maven. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, I'll be sure of that. All right. In fact, I'm, I'm adding this email to my tasks because I need to get down this. <laughs> yeah, no, that you need to get this one done. So. Yeah, I'm glad happening. we could get that that extra shout out out there. So, all right. So remember, f- folks, email team at lowelo.com. Be like Darkwing, Mega Darkwing Duck. Uh, let's move on to iTunes reviews. Uh, Christian, you want to set us up there? Yeah, I'm gonna start this off right now with Dassy Crew. He writes. Probably the best way of actually understanding the game with no ragers attached. Gives us to date, uh, gives up to date situations on the meta with a dash of sophisticated comedy. Gotta love me some copy. Ooh, wow. Called you out, copy. Gotta love him some you. Copy. He's, he's, he's too flattered to speak. Next up, we have, uh, Tick, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna totally butcher, butcher this name. Tickalian, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Well, uh, I, right. I, I see it's like Sicilian, but Tissilian? Tissilian, maybe? Uh, I don't know. That's what I'm uh, guessing, right? I'm, anyways, uh, person writes, awesome podcast. I got a couple of friends into it and they love it as well. We talk about opinus all day at work and I'm starting to think the other employees are becoming <laughs> uncomfortable around us. <laughs> NSFW, man. <laughs> no, but it's totally safe for work. Well, it needs some context. <laughs> yeah, a little more context would be would really help. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next one is from. Yeah, that's about right. That yeah, yeah mm-hmm. just that's the only way I can uh, present it to you. Yeah. He writes. I had a problem with a friend of mine throwing me off with his rage, so I gave him this podcast. Now he's Silver 4 from Bronze 4. Thanks, Loilo. Now I have an AD carry I can count on. Cool. Nice. Yes. And last is from Rologator. Love it. He writes, good advice, good banter, good pro analysis. And regardless of what the reality might be, you don't sound like 300 beached orc gamers that haven't seen the sun in weeks. There's a sun? Here's... <laughs> well, I saw it a couple weeks ago. He, he, he writes in parentheses, a rarity among the Legends podcasts. <laughs> Here's to you, though, Elo. Thanks for putting on a great show and not being mouth breathers. <sighs> <laughs> mouth breathers. Oh, man. Thanks. Okay. That's, Thanks uh, man. Yeah, that's no, we are mouth breathers. Oh. We just cut it all in post. <laughs> Why do you think it takes so long to edit these things? 
Yeah, it's it's all the mouth breathing that we're editing out. Oh man. So um yeah, those are our reviews from America. Now let's look at all the other parts of the world. We got least, one from at least one part of the world. Yeah. We got one from the UK. From a guy named Chris. He says, My name is Chris. <laughs> and I am from the UK. Oh, I'm glad it kept going. <laughs> well that clears things up a bit, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> He says, I love your podcast. It's great to listen to. And what's more, it is extremely witty. All right. from To hear that from someone who lives in the yeah, UK. high praise. Dude. Yeah, dude, thumbs up. Uh, thank you so much, guys. You have a more than well-deserved five-star review on the UK iTunes from me. Love you guys. We love you too, UK listener. Chris. Thanks, Chris, Chris from the UK. Yeah. Chris from the UK. <laughs> right. Uh, there's iTunes reviews. Awesome. Awesome. We really, really appreciate you guys writing us your reviews uh, every single week. And uh, we're more than happy to read them out on the air because, uh, you know, lets other people know that we're worth listening to and uh, help spread the message because that's really what it's all about, right? I mean, our community is awesome. I think everyone would agree. It's it's probably the best community in the world. You know what? Of anything. Like, <laughs> You know, here's here's the thing. Here's the point that I make because uh, I I oftentimes bring up the quality of our community. I'm like a I feel like I'm a father bragging about his kid kind of thing. Um, and like with all fathers bragging about their kids, it may not actually matter how good their kid is at the game. But here's the point I can always make up about Low Elo. Low Elo is the closest I have ever observed for a self-moderating community. Yeah. Where really good. the where the members of the community will address problems themselves, where they'll talk to each other, talk to people who are acting up and let them know what the rules are and what what's expected and so I mean that's really impressive, guys. So keep up the good work, you know, deserve a hand and these reviews help us bring more people in because, uh, you know, they, they see what's up and they see that there's credible people here. So, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's Christian, the, the oh, voice no, well, of our well, community. No, I was trying to. And everything else. <laughs> I, was try, I was trying to personify the the entire low Elo community. And and that's what they sound like? I feel like they, they'd be like a cacophony of... You're welcome. You're welcome. I don't think we should keep trying this. I think yeah. that's, that's, We're gonna, that's done. Gonna, yeah, no, I think, yeah, you're right, Copy. We should never should have done it in the first place. So, Is there an undo thank button you. for that? Yeah, right. Can, can we get an undo button for podcasts? <laughs> uh, so thank you for your iTunes reviews. Thank you for your emails. And thank you for uh, your game submissions, and we'll look forward to reading all oh, of those oh, next oh. week. What? What? I just had what an idea? What? Huh? You know how Staples has the easy button? Yeah. You should make a League of Legends undo button <laughs> that people can right. use in their lives. Oh yeah, what? they oh. press it, and it's like that was feeder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Undo. It's like Gosh, you ever say something you... stupid, you just press the undo button. And it, and it rewinds the you, space You would have one at your and... desk at work. I well, would. yeah. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> carry it in my coat pocket. There man. are so many situations in my life span where I wish I had that button. 
like yeah. honestly i would i'd spam that button you know so- like i'd pick up phones and i would just like try out like eight different greetings in a row just to you know see what kind of what kind of response i got and then make an evaluation and then just go with one i think that's no this is a bad idea it takes some of the spice out of life eventually <laughs> I mean, if, unless we can sell them, in which case, I, yeah, oh, yeah sell them. <laughs> I don't know about you, Jeff, but I want to undo a lot of situations in my life that I really regret doing. Really? You have that many regrets, man? You're like, um, you're like just 13 remember, years old, like, man. What do you regret? <laughs> just remember, like every experience that you've that that uh, you you've gone through up until this point is what makes you the person that you are today. And mm. by undoing something that you may feel a regret around may be something that keeps you from being the well-balanced individual. Uh, my, you know, I mean, heck, you run do something far back enough, you might not be here right now. You might be a dead man. Oh, yeah. Seriously. Well, think about that. Or you might be a mouth be breather. Yeah, you might be a mouth breather. <laughs> you might not have somebody to edit out your mouth breathing. In fact, you know what? New invention. How about we just have have something that, you know, edits out mouth breathing in real time? Like a universal translator? Uh yeah, kind of, but for mouth breathing. <laughs> yeah. And it just and instead of translating it, it just mutes it. <laughs> yeah. We we all just have mufflers strapped around our faces. And... <laughs> <laughs> yes, Christian, okay. it would be a muffler on your face. That's what it right. would be. Thank you for your iTunes reviews and everything. Team at LowElo.com for your emails, uh, comments, game submissions, and more. Visit our website at www.LowElo.com. Visit our stream at twitch.tv slash LowElocommunity. You can reach our Facebook, similarly, at facebook.com slash LowElocommunity. We always encourage you to join our in-game chat rooms, L-O-W-E-L-O, all one word. And if that's not open, Loilo 2, Loilo 3, yada, 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 you know, join us. Because that's where you'll want to be, not only to get in on stream games with your uh, cat fellow Loilo casters and the like, but also to meet up with your community, play some games, etc., etc., We'd also like to remind you to visit our sponsor, audiblepodcast.com slash Loilo for your free audio book. And if there is, uh, oh, and Twitter, and Twitter, and uh, you can reach the sh- uh, all of us on Twitter. I'm EatGamer on Twitter, Dave is Loilo Dave on Twitter, and Christian is C.T. Feltz. That's the letter C, letter T. Yes. Yeah. Hope you guys are following me because I might just have some PAX codes. He might just have some PAX codes to to give. Unless him. I already definitely them out. <laughs> right. In which By case he doesn't have any. <laughs> he doesn't have any PAX codes, but you should still follow him. So, uh, but thank you for listening each week. My name is Jeff Wyckoff, and I'm Eat Gamer in game or. No, I'm not, but I'm, I'm Eat Gamer. Uh, Dave, with me as always, Dave Quarles is Loilo Dave. Copy, Copy 386. <laughs> yeah. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> Christian, <laughs> Christian Feltz, aka All Your Base 123. Goodbye, everybody. Oh, it's the community saying goodbye <laughs> to itself. Bye, <laughs> Christian. Yeah, you're the best. Oh, do Christian. Yay. And on that bombshell, thank you very much. Good night. This was episode 85. 
And don't forget, stay classy, Summers. feel my legs i have no legs and then he like jumps into the crowd and